Hi, and welcome to DeVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DeVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DeVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DeVita University faculty member. Today, we're chatting with Louis Efron, a vice president of teammate experience in our people services department. He is going to share his story of how he found fulfillment in his work and how he leads the core value of fulfillment at DeVita. Welcome, Lewis. Thanks for having me both. Appreciate Welcome. it. Yeah, it's Lewis, to be here. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, now, ever since I read your book for the DeVita Book Club, I thought you would be a great guest for our podcast. Your book is called How to Find a Job, Career, and Life You Love, A Journey to Purpose, Fulfillment, and Life happiness, which gives you stellar street creds, by the way, to talk about our topic for today, how to lead DeVita's core value of fulfillment. So let's start with why do you believe fulfillment is such an important core value? Fulfillment is the really the essence of life when you think about it. We have one opportunity in life to enjoy it, to live, to fulfill our purpose on earth. And it's such a shame when I hear people that spend their whole life doing things that they don't enjoy doing, they're not connected with. And then on their deathbed, they're basically questioning whether they should have done things differently. And statistics are showing there's about 80% of people in the world population that are really unhappy in their jobs. And it just really pains me to think about that. We get one chance to get it right. And that's why fulfillment is so important. Wow. In you know, in your book, you talk about um, the long journey it took for you to find purpose and fulfillment. Um, why do you think it took you so long? You know, I was on a complete treadmill in life, you know, going, running very, very fast. I led influences from my grandparents, my parents, my father, who were very successful in their own right, but influenced me in certain ways. And I believe this is what I should be doing in life. And I pursued it and I ran full speed ahead. And at one point in my life, I just wasn't fulfilled. And I, but I never got off the treadmill to stop and ask questions or think about it. And so it just took me a while to neander through life until I got to where I am today. And what was, was there a wake up call? I mean, was there an, uh, an incident or event that kind of stimulated all this? Yeah, it was interesting actually, as I ro- rose up in my corporate career and I started my career in the arts, which was something I was very passionate about and always loved. And it was very difficult to make a living. So I switched over to the corporate arena. And as I rose up the ladder and finally became a vice president of, of human resources over at my one of previous companies, I realized I wasn't fulfilled. I thought this was going to be the top of the mountain and everything I ever wanted. And I got there and suddenly the the air was sort of out of the sails and I just felt like I was missing something. and I didn't know actually what it was. So what, what did that feel like for you? How did it show up in your life that you could tell? Yeah, I really I was, don't feel fulfilled. Yeah, I was actually losing motivation. I wasn't as engaged as I, as mm. I was in the past. And I spent a lot of time thinking about really what I should be doing in life. And I just, I just felt like there was always something missing. So I was, and that wasn't a good place to be. And how did that impact your, your home life? If you don't mind my asking. Yeah, no, it's a great question because one of the things I always say, I mean, the best gift you can give to your family is showing up in fulfilled in life and enjoying what you're doing. It's the best model you can, you can do. And I was, I was frustrated at home, quite frankly, I was a little more agitated than I normally would, a little more short, short tempered. I'm usually a very even, even keeled person, but when you're in a situation where you're spending your days doing things where you feel like you're not making, you're not adding the value and you're not fulfilling what you, what you're here to do. It, it weighs on you big time. So it definitely put some friction a little bit in my in my home life around that, that I knew I needed to correct quickly. Yeah. So, so it sounds like you're um, clearly identified where this tipping point was. What did you then do? I mean, how did you 
how did you make decisions from there and, and what, what followed? Yeah, you know, I started really just questioning my life. I started questioning what's most important to me, um, where I want to spend my time, what my legacy, I want my legacy to be, mm -hmm. um, where I can add the most impact. But the one thing that actually made the biggest difference for me at that particular time in my life was actually looking back and looking at all the things I've done in my career. I've done numerous things and many different jobs, a chance to explore a lot of different things. And I look back and try to find a through line, like what what was the one thing that I enjoyed in most of my experiences or one thing that I got the most positive feedback or one thing I felt I was making the most difference or moving the needle most on. And I saw and I look back for that through line and that's what sort of guided me to my next sort of level where I was going to go from there. So what, what was your through line? Yeah, my through line was to enlighten, inspire, and, and teach people. And that's really what it was. And all my roles, being back, whether it be in a retail role where I was selling fragrances and I was serving customers, or when I was in the, the theater world where I was moving audiences with the art I was creating, or in my HR roles, there was always that through line that really, that that had helped me enlighten people about a certain topic or help move, inspire people to action and teach people about something that was important um, that I felt to them and, and to humanity in general. And those type of things, there was a through line all the way across in everything I did that appeared time and time again. I think that's the first time I've ever heard those three types of professions linked together <laughs> with, with anything a, with in a, common. A, with a common. There's a natural connection. A this is connection. how you get to a teammate, of, <laughs> VP of teammate experience, right? You do right. all that stuff. Take, right. take notes, folks. Let's, <laughs> let's make sure we do that. No, but it's awesome. I love, you know, and there's so many different overlaps that I can see in your story, whether, um, you know, in our DaVita um, university program on life alignment, we have people look at what are their energizers and what are their depleters or whether it's sitting at Academy and exploring one of our programs and exploring your credo. And there's so many different places that we help people start looking for and understanding where are they going to bring this core value we hold of fulfillment to life. So mm -hmm. I just really cool to see all these different overlaps in your story and, and synergies that exist. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit now, Lewis, about you are the vice president of teammate experience, and and as a leader in Davida, not only are you you know leading by example by living um, living the value of fulfillment, how are you coaching others and leading others to be fulfilled? Yeah, my main focus has always been helping people understand what's most important to them in life in general and trying to help them un sort of uncover their, their personal purpose. And I do believe that the true igniter for engagement in, in life and in organizations is understanding the connection behind your personal purpose and the organizational purpose. So when I coach people at DeVita, and I constantly reinforce it, even my pillar, my pillar exists, um, the teammate experience, to help improve lives for people in the village so we can improve lives and give life and save life for our patients. So there's a huge connection. So when I'm coaching people around fulfillment here, I'm trying to understand what's most important to them, what they feel their purpose is, and how it connects to their job and ultimately our organizational purpose of giving life to our patients. And, and what do you do when someone is say says back to you, uh, no, I don't, I don't seek to have fulfillment here in my work because I have, you know, I'm really looking to have fulfillment outside of work in my personal life. Yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think the measure in life in general, it's a purpose is very personal. And if you're happy and you're doing what you feel you should be doing in life, then that's okay. However, if you're in a job where you don't feel that connection and you don't feel there's a stronger purpose for you, it, it really becomes a job and it doesn't become a life purpose. So the power and the magic of life is finding that alignment. So if someone's happy 
that's great. But when you talk about performance in an organization, you want as many people as possible that are really personally connected to what we do here. And they get their fulfillment from giving life and serving others. And here, the great thing about DaVita is we have every role imaginable. So any role at any other organization, we obviously do kidney dialysis. But no matter if you're launching rockets to the moon or you're working in a retail store, um, the jobs that are here are jobs that are everywhere else. So I do believe that if you're here at DaVita and you're not finding fulfillment in your current job, there's probably a job somewhere that'll connect somewhere. But if you can't get there, then that's, that's another issue that you really want to sort of start thinking about in life. So could you say more about specific questions that you ask teammates to help them get to that point or those realizations so that our leaders around the village could maybe have some more think, you know, some more tools in their arsenal to be able to to help lead that core value. Absolutely. And these are the questions I sort of asked when I went through my transition and I sort of developed them for that first book you mentioned. Um, things like if you didn't have to worry about money, what would you spend your time doing? I asked, I had interviews earlier today with candidates. I always ask candidates that question because it gets behind so the facade of what they're presenting and gets more personal for them. What do you want to leave behind? Um, what is the legacy that you want to leave with the world? What gets you out of bed in the morning? I asked that question one time to someone. They said the alarm clock. It wasn't quite what I was looking for, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what really, what really you know, drives you and, and gives you passion in life? And those are the type of questions that I think you know, just opening a dialogue with your teammates about what's most important to them is the starting point to helping better align people within the organization for more fulfillment. Do you think that our leaders around the village could uh, do anything else to better support our teammates in living a fulfilled life where it is not only at work, but also kind of uh, trickles over to their home life as well? Yeah, I personally believe that we need to care for people 360 degrees. So I think just having conversations and really knowing your people well, the more leaders can know um, whether they have kids or when the birthdays are or anniversaries or things that are really important or if they're training for a marathon, just opening dialogue and getting to know our people as personally as possible. Um, and then that leads to the conversation of an understanding of what they they enjoy most in life and, and they care about most. And then you can start sort of supporting that as you're going through it as a leader. And that just feeds engagement and feeds the connection you have between your your manager and the village that we have here. I feel, Doug, that all of our episodes, all roads lead back to relationships. Do you feel that? (laughs) Yeah. So this this episode definitely does as well, where what I'm hearing, Lewis, you're saying is a lot of it just starts for leaders to build that relationship with their teammates, because these are tough questions that you're asking to help people find their purpose in life, how how they are going to find fulfillment. So... If you as a leader can get to know your teammate a little bit better, these questions, you'll have the trust there so that they feel comfortable talking to you about these questions. Is that what I'm, I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the more as a leader, the more you open up to your people, the more you let your guard down, the more they'll let their guard down, the more that trust. It's like a relationship at home. It's the same thing as here in the village, right? Um, the more you open up and the more you share, the more people are going to share with you. But I always go back to the the quote that makes complete sense is people do never never leave organizations, they leave managers, right? And as great as DaVita is in our village, 
the experience and the world that a teammate lives in is the world that the manager and a leader create, right? So if they feel you care about them and you know about you know them personally and professionally, you know what they want to do as far as developing their career, um, what's important to them in their personal life, that just helps the dialogue and it builds a trust and just makes it a stronger connection and makes everybody more more enlightened and uh, more engaged. That's awesome. You know, it's I, I love this conversation around what can the manager do because um, I have an interesting data point that I was in a town hall. There were, I think, up around 70 people in the room. And the uh, leader that was leading a town hall, and a, a town hall is an open environment where teammates can ask any question they have, for those of you who don't know what a town hall is. And um, this leader asked, uh, and queried the room around which core value was their favorite. And when we got to fulfillment, there was only one hand up and wow. it was, it was mine. <gasps> <laughs> really? wow. So it's, it's interesting that I think we, um, you know, I love what you're saying, Lewis, in terms of how important this is yet. I think it does require something of our, our leaders to support our teammates in doing the work to uncover what is fulfilling for them so that they can deepen their commitment to what they're up to in their life and how they're spending their time. Yeah, and this, you know, this is deeply rooted in really our evolution over time because when I was a kid, my parents and grandparents told me to find a job, a good job, keep your head down, work hard, and you'll be successful. I'd take care of your family. That was the mantra behind it. And now it's shifted. Like with my kids, I have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old, and I tell them to find out what they love most in life, let them explore as much as possible, and then focus on that, figure out how to make money doing it, right? So I think in the audience, in that scenario when you're talking about the concept of fulfillment, is still something that's foreign and uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm. I think the newer generation coming up into the workforce now and the millennials, they care about this more and they're talking about it more. But this concept of fulfillment and purpose has been around since the beginning of humanity, right? It's always been there. But I think it's just been suppressed for so many times because in the baby boomer age, it just wasn't, you didn't go to your, your father and say, you know what? I, I know this is a good paying job, but I really want to find something <laughs> I love. So I'm going to turn it down, right? It just didn't happen, right? You got hit by right? a belt or something like that. So it's, yeah. So it's just very different, you know, different world we live in. And it's just, it's really no different than it was in the past. It's just, we're talking about it more now. Yep. Yeah, that's a great observation because it almost sounds to me as though this is the right time, right? You, you kind of have a tipping point where you have a workforce that is uh, more of the workforce is looking for that or feels comfortable looking for that differently than it was before where you were just told heads down, work hard. So for the, the teammates out there, this is your time to think through that as you had suggested, Lewis, right? And just think through those questions. Think through, is, is this the way I wanna sing my life? You know, am I going to leave this earth with my music as uh, one of my teammates has said about his father, that when his father died, he, he really felt like he died with his music left in him. Yeah, oh. and so that how how crushing Ouch. would that be to feel as though you're going to leave this earth with with your music unplayed? Yeah, no, it's 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 a terrible terrible thought, and and no one should have to go through life. And I'm I, maybe I've always been a very a huge idealist, but I really want to. That's one of my my focuses, in my work throughout my whole career. Look at my through line is really trying to change this and trying to give people 
have them look at their lives in a different way to, to see that they can actually have what they, they really want in life and be fulfilled and happy and go home to your family and, and show that so the next generation, right, grasp onto that. But if, you, if you're unhappy in life, it's a wasted life. It really is. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like we're starting a movement here. We are. Absolutely. So it's, Absolutely. The, it's the renaissance of fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, great. All right. Well, I think it's about that time. Um, unfortunately, it would be great to continue talking to you for, for another 20 minutes here. But, uh, Lewis, we end all of our episodes with asking our guests to share one tip with our listeners, one actionable, specific thing that they can just go out and try related to this topic. Yeah, so I will share something from my first book. And again, it was what helped me make my transition to get myself on a sort of purpose-driven life. And it's a, a acronym I put together called SLAM. And it's basically to slam yourself back on track to where you need to go. And it's basically what do I need to stop doing in my life? What do I need to do less of? What do I need to add to my life? And what do I need to do more of? And it's something I do on a regular basis in my life. Whenever I feel myself veering off track, I feel it. I know it. I'm not as happy. I'm not as engaged. I'm not as motivated. And whenever I get to that point, I start asking those questions, sort of like a stop, start, continue. But you look at it through a filter of fulfillment, right? So what things that aren't fulfilling, what do you need to stop doing? Um, things that are going to not fill in, what do you do less of? Things that will fulfill you, you could do more of, and things that will fill you that you're not currently doing, what do you, how you add it? So that SLAM acronym is something that's really helped me, and it's something you could do immediately and on a regular basis to make sure you're living the life you need to live. Excellent. Thank you so much, Lewis. Thank it's you, been Lewis. great chatting with you and, and really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. That was a fun interview with Lewis. Sure was. I loved his tip at the end to, in order to live the core value of fulfillment and to lead the core value of fulfillment, use this acronym, S-L-A-M. So ask yourself, to make me feel fulfilled, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to do less of? What do I need to add to my life? And what do I need to do more of? So S-L-A-M pretty simple yep yeah and um and to be sure to check out in our show notes more information on where to find lewis's book so we talked about it a couple of times it's actually a very quick and useful read called how to find a job career and life you love all right grace it's my turn to follow up on the tip from last episode we were uh, talking with travis and um talking about how to decide if you're really wanting to to move into management and take on that next role and I had the opportunity to well the tip let me tell you what the tip is before I tell you about what I did the tip was to go out and shadow someone to really see and feel what it's like to actually be in that position and do it yeah so um I've actually wondered every now and again about moving out of a support role here in the Atlas function, the, the headquarters Atlas function, out into the field and, you know, considered the ROD role in operations. So and the ROD was the regional operations director? Yeah, the regional wow. operations director. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? So, I, actually, I don't know that anyone knows that. Now they do. Yeah, now know everybody now. knows that. <laughs> it's the beautiful part of doing a podcast. <laughs> So what I did though, is I had an opportunity and I spent a day with a rod and, um, and I watched this rod get so much fulfillment out of supporting his team and navigating some really interesting, complex priorities and situations where there were lots of passions and opinions and, and tensions that he was navigating through to support his team. 
And uh, it was really great to see, see the reality of that. And what I realized is that that would not be a position that would align with me and that I would get deep fulfillment out of. So it, conf- it confirms my decision to stay put where I am. Wow. And if you had done that, you had taken on the role and not known in advance, that would have been really tough. It to, would have been hard. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been tough. Yep. Well, thanks for sharing and being open about that, Doug. And now everybody knows what you were thinking before. Yeah. And for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories as well. So remember that we are starting mini insight episodes where we're featuring listener mail and we will read or play audio from our listener mail every other week during these episodes. So please click on the link in our show notes for um, for ways to contribute to listener mail. And this is our last reminder of the year that we have two survey links in our show notes for listeners to fill out. One is, of course, uh, we're going to continue to ask you for feedback on how we're doing. And then second one is where you get to vote on the topics that you might want to hear about in 2019. Yeah, and I also wanted to share with our listeners, Doug, that we will be taking a holiday break and we'll return with another insightful series of episodes starting on January 9th. So have a wonderful holiday break, everybody. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the new year. One for all. All for one.